You're listening to the FUVFC podcast on WFUVSports.org. Yes, this is FUVFC. I am John Furlong, back again with you. Had a couple weeks off there, a couple weeks where I haven't been on air. But I'm back to, I guess, restore order on the podcast. Because the past two, man, oh man, there's been way too much Spurs talk. There's been way too much ripping on Chelsea. We need to we need to bring things back. We need to settle things down. And I'm here to do that. I'm John Furlong, Christian Hoban alongside, or across from me, not alongside yeah. me. Christian, how are you, man? Uh, I'd like to defend the last two weeks of the podcast, which I was on. Um, yes, you're on both of them. You are my main culprit. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was just the right amount of ripping Chelsea. I completely disagree, but we can we can agree to disagree on that one. We won't talk a ton about Chelsea or Spurs today, believe it or not. Both Thank God. N- both nil nil draws. We've done a lot of that recently. We'll we'll, we'll go to the go to them towards the end of the show. What we will start with, however, is a very interesting story out of France between Neymar. And Edison Cavani, how that whole how that whole dispute between him, how he wanted to take a penalty, how Cavani won the penalty, but Neymar wanted to take it, but then was upset when he wasn't able to take it. Is that is that right? That's I believe far, that's right. That's as far as I understand it. Okay, that's what I thought. I also as as far as I and understand Danny Alves it, came to his defense or something like that. That's I, which, that's what I heard happened. As as far as I understand it, they're they're upset about the penalty. Cavani, I believe, has a clause in his contract where if he's PSG's leading scorer come the end of the season, he gets a bonus. Oh my God! Of course, so, I, I guess I guess that makes sense. It would make sense. Yeah, I don't know if that clause is in Neymar's contract. Yeah, once you got money involved, I guess I guess that becomes a little more. I'm a never. I've never been a huge Cavani fan. I'm not a. I I personally don't like him as, at all as a as a player and off the field. I feel like he can be a bit a bit immature sometimes on and off the pitch. But we'll get into that in just a little bit. A very interesting story. Kind of a a mixture of an on-the-pitch and off-the-pitch story. Then we'll get into, of course, the BPL recap from the past weekend. The biggest storyline, in my opinion, Man U 4, Everton nil. I wish Mir was here. We might be able to get him on later in the show because he picked Everton as his surprise team, and they are currently had, in the relegation zone. He had them, like, third. He had he literally had, the, he had them something ridiculous. He was like, like oh, yeah, Wayne Rooney is going to be 25 years old again and score 30 goals. Like, like no. I didn't, think, I didn't think they would be this bad, but he really was very high on them, and... 3-0 last week, they lost to Spurs, Yeah, and then 4-0 this week. They are really, really struggling. That's not what you want to see. But it, to give them credit, they have played a very, very tough schedule. They've played pretty much all yeah, the big have. boys to begin the yes. season. United and City both have really had pretty weak schedules, so once the schedule starts evening out, you're going to see them start flying up the, le- uh, up no, the, up they, the table. They will, they will climb up the table. I'm not saying they're going to get relegated. No, but, definitely not. But, man, oh, this man. Is, they, they look Seven real 7-0 the last two weeks. It's ugly. They 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 didn't look that great uh, in midweek in uh, Europa either. Yeah, they uh, lost three one yeah. or yeah three one to Atalanta yeah. I think, and yeah. Atalanta hadn't played a European game in like twenty some odd years. Yeah. So that yeah, was 3-1. it's been a real bad spell. Ten to one for, in one week. Yeah, That's, it's it's ugh. not Yikes. not good at all. That sounds like Yikes. a Spurs scoreline right there. Yeah, ten to one Spurs. <laughs> oh, hey! All right. Anyway, I walked myself into that one. We'll get. We're going to talk about another team that's really disappointing. That's Liverpool. A one-one draw with Burnley after a disappointing midweek two-two draw. I guess that's not disappointing. No, their their midweek draw wasn't as disappointing, but this one's. Disappointing. I mean, that was like that's their second hard hardest game. Obviously, they got to go to Sevilla. So their home game would be the second hardest game, and I mean a draw isn't that bad of a result. They're Especially in a very it's, weak, it's a weak group, group as so well, it's, so it's not that concerning. They probably should have won. Maybe they should have won that. I think they should have won that game. In they my should, opinion, they should have won that game, but it's not a big deal that it, they didn't. That is true, but this is a big deal that this they drew one-one with Burnley. They're currently in eighth place in the table right now. We'll talk about them in a little bit and where 
where do they go from here? Because they just lost 2-0 yesterday to Leicester City. I mean, I know it's the League Cup, but that just shows you. And they didn't put out a terrible lineup as well. Coutinho was playing, yeah. and that was most of their their first choice back line as well. That was not a not a very strong performance from them. No, and now, to, to be fair to Liverpool, this happens to a lot of teams that play the style that they do, the high press, high tempo attack, that a team like Burnley that knows that comes in knowing it's not as talented is just going to park the bus. And I'm looking at the stats here. Liverpool had 71% possession. They took 35 shots. Yeah, but that's how that's what happens. If you want to win the league, you got to win those games. No, I I'm I'm saying you got to win those games. Uh, no, they got to exactly. figure it oh, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to figure it out. And You don't win leagues by beating the big teams. You win leagues by beating the small teams. Right. Right. And that's that's always been Liverpool's problem. They the last three or four years, they can beat the big guys. They beat them pretty good. Yeah, but then they just they just blow it. I know, like Bur- the Burnleys and Brightons of the world. Yeah, they have they have a real problem with those small teams, and yeah. it comes down to the lack of defending. You need a strong defense to beat. You need a strong, you need a strong def- defense. Strong to, defense to play the counter. Yes, because like when when you're playing against the big boys, I mean, you you figure. You're gonna you're gonna let in a couple goals no matter what you do, even if you have a solid defense. Like teams like Chelsea and Spurs have very good defenses. They're still gonna let in goals against the Liverpools and cities of the world. It's gonna happen. But when you're playing against a a bad team that's sitting back on you, you're not ready no, for I the know. counter. I agree with you. And I was just about to say you need a good defense to beat the small teams, but in my actually now that I think about it, it's more the opposite. You need a deadly striker. Right. You to just beat need, those you need someone you, see, you need someone who when he gets one chance, it's exactly. going in the net. Exactly, because you, you, sometimes you only get that one really, yeah. really good chance. Like exactly. you're going to get a lot of ba- a lot of bad, weak chances from weird angles exactly. through a lot of people. You need somebody who, when he gets that those six inches of space, can make no mistake about it. That was the problem with Chelsea in the 2013-14 season. They were they ran with. City and Liverpool that entire season, and they were undefeated against the top five. They didn't lose. I think they had one draw against the top five that season, and they won all the other games. But they lost against countless. I remember yeah. Sunderland. They lost yeah. late in the season against them because they didn't have that deadly striker up top. They had Torres right. and Ba and Eto that season, and none of them were really on their A game that year. Then none of them really found that form. So that's. And but when you look at Liverpool, you see obviously Mane and you see Salah. You've got Firmino, who's a solid striker, but I guess he's not the really the kind of guy who's going to win them a league title. Right, and he's he's not the kind of guy. I mean, he's he's a good player and he's a good striker, but he's not the kind of striker that when you're facing nine defenders in the box, is going to create the couple feet of space that you need to get yep. a chance off. He's not a – and it's it's a, it's a the difference in the style of play in the Premier League, which is why guys struggle who come in from other leagues, is that it's just more physical. Sometimes you got to knock somebody over – or not knock them over, but sometimes you got to m- create your own space physically to, to win chances, to, and then you got, and then you got to finish them, which is what makes – which is what makes when you're playing against nine guys in the box, which makes that so tough. Spending a lot of time here talking about Liverpool. We'll come back to them just for a little bit later on in the show, and we'll finish off with a little bit of discussion about Chelsea and Spurs, our two teams, both nil-nil draws, Chelsea against much stronger competition, in well, my I don't opinion. know how strong Arsenal is. I mean, but, Arsenal's pretty but They're they pretty are, bad, but they are stronger they're strong, than Swansea. Oh, Swansea are, are pretty mediocre this season. How they stayed up last season is beyond me, but we'll talk about that towards the end of the show. We'll and give Manchester a, City 6-0. Yeah, we'll talk about Jeez. we'll talk when we talk about United. We'll talk about City as well. But let's just jump into this. I've been wanting to talk about this ever since Mir texted me about this on Monday. By the way, happy birthday, Mir! If we don't see you later, oh, happy birthday, it was your Mir. birthday. It was his birthday yesterday. Oh, and we'll, that just sound, why would you say? Oh. 
It was what? It was his birthday yesterday. Yeah, but it's not today. Okay, whatever. A happy birthday, Mir, regardless. He texted me about this whole Neymar Cavani issue, and I hadn't really heard about it. I I don't really follow a ton of like soccer pages on social media, and I'll follow them as closely as I probably should. And he sent me the link of like what happened, and I was like, oh, that's definitely not good. And this is something that is really, really wrong with PSG, because I've looked more into this. And if you look at the any of the Brazilian players, and there's a huge Brazilian influence on team on this team. You've got Marquinhos, Thiago Silva. You've got Neymar, obviously. You've got Danny Alves now. There is a click on this team. It's a very divided locker room. There's the Brazilian guys, and there's everybody else. And Cavani right now isn't everybody else. And I don't know whether if this is him rebelling against Neymar, wanting to take this penalty, saying, go away. I don't know if that's him kind of rebelling against this whole Brazilian click or what's going on here because there, there's definitely a divide in this PSG locker yeah, room. There's definitely a divide in the PSG locker room, and especially it's it's especially tough for Cavani being from South Ur- South yeah, America. Uruguay. He's, yeah, you're right. There's a there's a there's a little bit of a rift in between uh, Brazil and the rest of South America. Be Brazil speaking Portuguese and the rest of South America yes. speaking Spanish. There's an inherent rift. And then to have so many Brazilians on the one team, Cavani's been there, and there's all these Brazilians who are coming in, like Neymar and Dani Alves, who are kind of taking over, especially Neymar. I mean, 222 million euros just to get him there. Yeah. Like, he should take over. But if you're an established striker in the at PSG, you're, you're going to feel threatened and feel like, like it makes sense that Cavani would react in a negative way to Neymar suddenly being the face of PSG. I take... Uh, p- by the way, Cavani was never the face of PSG. He was never the he, face I, of PSG. I don't want to hear any, anybody say that he no, was the face I, of PSG. No, and I'm not saying that he was, but I'm saying that's what he wanted to be. No, absolutely. Um, I mentioned this earlier. I'm not a big fan of Cavani, but when I think about this and when I look really deeply into it, Cavani has been at PSG for three, four years. I don't know the exact number, but he's been there ever since. I know he's he last played he played for Napoli in 2012. I remember that because he was on the team that Chelsea beat in the Champions League that year. Uh, he either left the year the year after or the year or two years after that, so 2013 or 2014. So that means he's been there for at least a, a good chunk of time. And yes, he he is one of the faces of PSG. He was never the face because obviously 2013. 2013. Okay, so that that was right after that season. But yeah. I've never been a huge fan of him, but when I really look at this, I I'm not sure I can blame him. I mean, you what you said, Christian, is 100% correct. He is the guy, and here's this new, brand spanking new, I don't even know, I, I guess, I mean, he's a good player, obviously, but he was more of a uh, look at how much money we have by yeah. than anything else. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to say he wasn't worth the money, but he's this new flashy guy coming yeah. in. He's that, he's that cute boy that your girlfriend is best friends with. Like you you always want to keep your eye on him is what is what I'm trying to say. You get you get what I'm saying, Christian? That's I mean it's an interesting analogy. The thing you, is, no, it makes sense though because you it, yeah. he doesn't want him to take over. Right. What, he doesn't he like, doesn't want him to have what he has. Cavani's had a had a great run at PSG. I'm looking I did, at it. I disagree looking, hold on, with that. Hold on. I'm looking at it. He's ha- he's made 139 appearances for PSG, 95 goals. Look at the big games though. Where was he in that game against in that game against Barcelona last year? Yeah, that's where tr- was he? No, that's true. And this is not this is a Cavani issue going back to his Napoli days. He has never shown up in the big games, and yeah. I don't like when Chelsea beat PSG two 0 at the Bridge to overturn a three one first leg. He was awful in that game. He was 
so quiet in that game, and it wasn't even because of the defense. He just did. He was just didn't show up, and he has a habit of doing that in big games. And I guarantee you, PSG will not win the Champions League with him there. They just will not do it. He 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 is just not the type of player to take well, to the big moments. I, th- I I still think they can win the Champions League, but I don't think I think it's going to be in spite of him instead of because of him. That's fair. They're, I think the rest of their roster is too talented to not at least propel them close to winning Look at it PSG all. as a club, though. I mean, they're they're just such chokers, dude. They, I mean, and the, the, example A being last year. Well, the the, the thing you got to biggest see, choke of all time. That well, and well, they have gotten a lot better from last year, adding Neymar. I, and I'm I'm aware Neymar. I'm aware of that. But the, the the thing is, they it it almost becomes like a super team in the NBA, and I hate to go all mere here and do an NBA analogy, <laughs> but sometimes you just have to be able to control personalities. Like these are huge personalities. They're internationally famous. Like, especially Neymar and Cavani. Cavani, for all your faults with him as a player, is very well known, very no, internationally famous. I he's agree. a big person. He's a big name, big player. So you sometimes they're gonna clash, and it's up to PSG now to see what they're gonna do about it because there is inevitably gonna be a clash. There's always clashes at top clubs when you have hundreds of millions of euros flying around on players. There's always going to be a clash like that. So now I'm interested to see how they respond. The And for all the puff pieces about, oh, maybe like maybe you'll get a few puff pieces. Oh, they've made up. You know, they've yeah, moved I agree. on. I want to see it on the pitch. Me too. I want to see I want to And see I want Neymar. to see it on Instagram. That's where I want to see I, well, it. Well, Instagram is an important is an important place to see it. But I want to see Neymar and Cavani in a situation where they're two on one and one of them passes it to the other one instead of just taking a shot for themselves. That's fair. I think like so, not like not necessarily that exact scenario, but something like that where you can tell. I feel like that okay. would be just. I feel like that would just be so forced that it. No, oh, not, not like not like not like stopping the flow of okay. play to All make. Right, fair. But like where in a situation where you can shoot or pass, somebody deciding. We and need they'll to get a the, lot of those because they play in the Farmers League. We need to do a more practical thing and pass it here to Neymar instead of saying, I need to shoot, this is my team. St- something like that. Not necessarily that exact scenario, but you know what I mean. Just something like that where they can show that they can, once they're on the pitch, that their petty personality disputes are put aside. I 100% agree with you there. You used an NBA analogy very briefly. I very briefly used a uh, relationship analogy. Uh, probably it's, it's a great analogy podcast. A, uh, this is this is mere uh, not mere. Raphael is marketing the uh, our our hockey podcast. Five on three is the comeback podcast of the year. This we are the, the analogy, analogy podcast. The analogy of the year. podcast. By the way, on deck. Check it out very soon. Coming out within the next week. All right, let's move on to the to the Premier League here. Here we go. Here we go. Where do we want to start? Let's. I let's said start we were going to start Manchester. Yeah, I was just going to say Manchester. let's start up in Manchester. Man U four, Everton nil, or City six, Watford nil. Which one's good, more very impressive? Very good week for Manchester. Which uh, and it's going to be a very good season for Manchester. I for think both, a lot of us. For both of them. A lot of us saw this coming. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say City for two reasons. I'm surprised. I think I'm going to go City as well, but for a different reason. I think. Well, I, well, you haven't heard my reasons. I just feel like I know what you're doing. Okay, so I'm going to go uh, City, and I'm going to go City for two reasons. Um, the first reason being that uh, they were on the road. Um, the second reason uh, being that um, I don't think that Everton is Everton's Everton's been in such a bad run of form that um, it's not surprising that Manchester United would beat them. I mean, not that Watford's a a world beater, a great team, but. You know, no, I 100. I, I being 100% on the, being on the road, going 
to Watford and winning 6-0 is impressive. I 100% agree with you there. And look who we've got. Let's just give him a second to get his headphones on. We are talking about Man U Everton here. As I mentioned earlier on in the show, Mir was very, very high on Everton coming into the season. Let me turn your mic on here real quick. Mir, you had Everton in the Champions League and finishing the Champions League spots. They're currently in 18th and lost 4-0 to United over the weekend. Please, defend your boys. Wait, hold on. They didn't just lose 4-0 to United. They lost 4-0 to United at the weekend. 3-1 3-1 to Atalanta, who haven't been in Europe in more than 20 years. At the Atalanta mid-range. was really good last year. So before before you start talking about so Atalanta four, being four, a scrub team, four nil, let's, four let's nil start to, setting up what, what four the team really United, is. 3-1 to Atalanta, and then 3-0 last week to Spurs. Okay, all right. So The Spurs defeat was at Goodison Park, by so, the way. Hello, everybody. I haven't been on in a while. Obviously, I come in right at the perfect time that yeah. John is rocking purple. I mean, it's amazing how Thank good he looks. Thank you very much. And then second of all, my pick ever to my, my dark horse of the year, you know, is looking terrible. So, of course, I come in right and then. Um, okay, how do I defend them? Well, um, I think that the the Rooney incident, the legal incident that Rooney went, had was kind of like the beginning point for them going downhill because they started out great, right? And I think since then it's been a bit of a – they've been in shambles. I think structurally they're okay in terms of their formations. I think it's more of a mental issue, like they're having a – I think they're they're kind of out, off of their game, and they're really, really off of their game. But, you know, again, it's be- the beginning of the season. They're 18th right now. Let's see what the, where they're at at the end of November, yeah. December. I, I, I do think I have them a bit high, but at the same time, um, you know, and I know Christian obviously is very, you know, g- going to harp on this a lot all year because I picked Everton to be in the top four, not Tottenham. So, <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, he's going to he come at me. He did do that. Me. That is correct. Right, right. He's going to come at me for that. Mira, I think the, I think the big thing about Everton is that they're, they've played a very hard schedule so far. Once, the, once their schedule evens out, I think they will start to shoot up the table. But... Their lost midweek. I know you say Atalanta is a very uh, not to be overlooked. As it I just, has been. I just want to say about Atalanta, they finished top five last year in Serie A. They haven't done that since before World War Two. I know, and they haven't. They haven't played European. <laughs> they're really good. I right know now. they haven't played European football since the nineties. I think I read. Yeah, it's, and I mean, Everton used to be a great club. I know. Now no, I'm talking you know, about Atalanta not playing since. Oh, the 90s. Atalanta yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, they they haven't been anything since before I was born. <laughs> yeah, so. No, absolutely. And going back to what I said about you, Christian, earlier, I'm going to go with. Uh, Man City as the more impressive win, in my opinion. I think the main reason why being that Everton, the Everton win, I mean, that was more of a 1 or 2 nil win than it was a 4 nil win, just because well, Everton three, quit at the there end. There were three late goals. I mean, exactly. Late, the first, United's first goal was in the fourth minute, and then they scored in the 83rd, 89th, and 92nd minute. Exactly. Yeah, I was and about with, to say, yeah. weren't the three goals after yeah. the 80th? They, they piled it on. And they were, it, it was, that was, that was because it was a road game and a long week for Everton. I don't think that loss is, that win is as big as it seems for Man United. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the other hand, City just absolutely, Dominated. that front three oh. is such a force to be reckoned with. It's insane. Jesus has been so good ever since uh, Guardiola started moving him out wide. Aguero has really refa- re- rejuvenated yeah. his career. He's casual been... hat trick. Oh, absolutely. Ca- about as casual as a hat trick could be, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, that was incredible. And then they've got Bernardo Silva playing on the right, and it, that's just that's just a fantastic front three. I don't it, know if anybody could beat that right now. I think at some point this year we're gonna have to talk about top five under twenty two prospects in in football because. And I mean, you know, European football, so soccer in America, because Jesus looks like he he could really be competing with he's Kylian be a star Mbappe for, at the next World yeah. Cup. I mean, he's he looks as good as Kylian Mbappe at times, and and he he definitely looks like he's be- better than in, than 
Dembele right now. And, you know, obviously Pulisic, you know, having a, a rough outing right, just recently. But, you know, I, I really think Jesus is going to be a, a surprise pick this year for, a, you know, 20-plus goals this year. And I think in the Champions League— 20-plus goals, really, playing for mostly a wide position. Yeah, I really, I really, I'm really high on him. I think either him or Mbappe is going to be the best yeah, player I mean, of their generation. At, he's already at how many goals this year? Four? I don't know what his stats I'm are, but I'm he's definitely going to have right 20 now. plus. He's, at, he he's has, at four already. This he's season. at four already. You got yeah. it. Okay, cool. He's at four this season. So I, I, yeah, I can definitely see him scoring 20 plus. And City are going to score bundles of goals. And Guardiola's all year. use of the wingers really helps yeah, him also. It does. So, you know, I, and I it's, think and it's, it's I mean, through. he's he's playing out wide, but they're, I mean, their front three is so talented. It's almost kind of fluid at times that he's not necessarily always strictly. Believe it or not, I see him more as a center forward. So he's going to be crossing in a lot anyway. And he does. Yeah, and so he he, does. If you watch City, I mean, Guardiola's fine with that. I mean, if he's playing him on the wing because he's he doesn't like playing with two strikers and Kunaguero, he's not going to move him anywhere. And you know, it's so frustrating to be on the pod today of all days where Man City team that I can't stand because I can't stand Guardiola. He's looking so good tactically right now. I I, it's bothering Manchester City either, but they are very good. Well, it's just annoying. Believe me, I'll take them over United, Spurs, or Arsenal any day. So I don't want to. I don't don't want to take them. I don't know that I'd take them over United because. Oh God. I, I would like to say I don't like I don't like I don't like how how much money Manchester City. Spends. That is fair. No, that, that, yeah, I didn't. They're like kind that. of the PSG of. Oh, I yeah, didn't no. like that. I didn't like how Mourinho had to just rebuild the entire club from like the first player to even the youth team to get what he wanted, and 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 I think he's still probably unhappy with a few players that he didn't get. I, I don't like how he had to stack his roster up. But you know, I don't know what you guys were talking about earlier. But I just want to say, how about Harry Kane, man? We haven't even, we haven't even gotten to he, Spurs yet. We I t- we we spent the so first good. part of the show talking about uh, Neymar and Cavani issue that you that you talked to me about earlier yeah, in the week. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we have to move on from that. We only got about ten minutes left in the show. Let's discuss Liverpool. I know both of you guys were not very high on Liverpool. I don't think either of you guys had them finishing in the Champions League spot. I think we both had them as our like disappointment. Yeah, I believe I believe that as well. I think, I think well. we all did actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I had, oh, uh, had uh, who did I have as my disappointment team? forget i bet you wish you picked everton i do wish i oh, wish thanks, i picked man. everton <laughs> thanks christian i'll look i really appreciate i'll, it. I'll look I'm that really up they'd be looking pretty good right now who did i pick i know i picked deli alley as my as my disappointing player but anyway we'll move on to liverpool here drew 1-1 with burnley after a 2-2 draw midweek with sevilla in the champions league Oh well, but you know the, the, against <laughs> Sevilla, that that was that was no, I know, and, and he, I know, I know, I yeah, know. I'm not I saying that. It, I'm not saying. I'm not trying to knock them for that. I mean, oh, Sevilla's okay. a, a European. They're they're top class European team. They and even though they were at home, they probably should have won that game. They, it, it would have been a, better for them to win it. Not the end of the world. Exactly. Yeah, and they surprisingly an look, look good after Sampioli left. I'm surprised that Sevilla regrouped so quickly. They're looking good. They're looking like a staunch team. You know that has good midfield, good defense. You know, and they, they'll at least make be a, a, a tough out. You know, Liver- sure. Liverpool currently in eighth place, well, not too they, far off the top. They're only three points off Chelsea, they, but I mean, they are. Where do they go from here, Christian? You can you can answer that first. They go exactly where they where they are. I don't. I mean, eighth place right now. It'll You're shake. not buying into the magic of Klopp, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not buying into the magic of Klopp, and it's because I don't see him adjust okay. tactically. Like. He's he's playing Burnley and they're parking the bus and seventy percent possession and his his idea is let's just run more let's just run at him more see if just throw blindly throw pace and aggression at them and see if we win and hope we win that that looks like what his tactics are at that's this a, point that's a great and, point and, about Klopp and, and hope 
nobody stumbles through our back line. Hope hope we don't even have to defend because if we do, we're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. That's so, isn't that is what it looks like his tactics are. So I me. thought Klopp was going to be a hit in the Premier League. I so thought did in I. a way tactically he was wasting away in the Bundesliga, and offensively they look great. I mean they're a fun team to watch, but. The reason why I didn't put them in my top four this year is how long are you going to play Milner in the defense? I mean, I mean they, they haven't been playing Milner a lot. It, it, the player yet they have to worry about is Dejan Lovren. That's that's the player oh, you've oh, got to be asking he needs, about. He needs to be Milner's been there. playing midfield a lot, and they had a lot of injuries last year. That's why Milner was playing at the back. But, but Dejan Lovren simply, is just I'm just simply terrible. saying, like, oh. if Milner's your and they're, and they're struggling team. without Klein. I'm just yeah, saying, if, if if Milner's your best defensive player, their best, and, and, and you know, and and, and, and that's it. And I'm they looking haven't... at this lineup, and oh boy, their back line is so bad. Klav... Well, Matip is fine. Klavon... It's just Matip he, is fine. He can't cover. He Matip can't cover. Fine. He can't cover for for Klavan or Robertson, for Lovren. Trent Alexander but... Arnold. But again, because Milner is basically just in terms of talent and, and experience and, and ability, Milner is their best defense player. If Milner's your def- best defensive player, he's not even playing defense. You're not going to be top four. I'm sorry. Yeah. I really like you're what Klopp not. has done offensively, but he, I mean he needs to build up that defense. And you know what? I think as of right now, Klopp is looking like a flop. And you know, not not to uh, that was rhyme too rhyme. much. Thanks, that man. That was a great but, rhyme. But not not. I mean, I didn't really mean that intentionally. But thank you. I I just really think he needs the help from the. The, the Liverpool board. I mean, they need to buy him somebody, some defensive player. Some, def- that, some defensive know, like, stalwart. For example, Tottenham didn't do anything this summer, right? But they got the great player from the Dutch league who's absolutely Sanchez. fantastic. He I think he's incredible. fantastic. He played incredible midweek he's against gonna be. He's going to be he's the next be Alexandro. He's going to be really good. He's really good. I mean, how did Liverpool not get him? I mean, I I'm sorry. I like, don't know. like Tottenham is your your perfect team that looks for a bargain, right? Liverpool has a little more money than Tottenham. I, I would agree like. with that. And, and they fa- have to Klopp. be fair to Tottenham is they no, spent trying... most of the money that they spent on Sanchez but, was directly from. But Kyle my point Walker. is, I'm not they trying spent to basically that's fair. basically the same that's transfer. Fair. No, and that's fine. They got but, 50 for Kyle Walker, spent 45 for Sanchez. But, well, that's but that's my point. The, the, Tottenham is the team that looks for bargains. They're smart business. They're smart business club, right? And they they develop players very well. And and Liverpool act like they're that team but they but have they a little like to, more money they like to splurge yeah and so why didn't you splurge on a player like that why didn't you get him in june or july i mean come why on, didn't like, they get van dyke yeah no that's, well, I, that they like botched that entire thing and this they, is a problem i don't think this is a club problem i think you guys are 100 percent right i think this is a problem with liverpool management i think ever since fsg fenway sports group took them over they've been really treading water and to be yeah. completely yeah, honest i think they were pretty average. they were pretty lucky to get in the champions league they, last year you know they, what they, they remind I mean, me of they, they are this year now last year they they've, done, they've done some nice pieces of business though getting solid that was a nice, this, great piece. Of this business. Liverpool piece of business. team, this Liverpool club, the way it's operating, acts a lot like a Phil Jackson Knicks in a sense. <laughs> they, he comes in. I, the, I told the, you he'd, he'd bring yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. NBA analogy. analogy. We're, the, we're the analogy li- podcast. I think li- we're just the literary <laughs> devices podcast. <laughs> after Mir oh, pulled wow, out the you. rhyme, <laughs> Liverpool comes in. The the, the man, the Fenway management group says we're going to make Liverpool a, a, a buying club again, not a selling club. Then they have issues with Brendan Rodgers. Then they 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 really struggle to get Klopp in. Then they struggle with Coutinho. I mean, there's there's like constant turmoil in and out between the, the sometimes the players and and the the management. And then they finally get it all together with Klopp. And they're not even buying players for him. And, and you yeah. know, like what at that point, what are you doing? You yeah, know, no. like. It just it just feels like they they made a statement and they really wanted to abide by it and now they're just not really doing anything about it. It's not even that they're failing; it's that they're not really trying. No, I I hundred percent agree with you. Only a couple minutes left. We'll move on to Spurs and and I was gonna say Spurs and Arsenal. Spurs and Chelsea here. Nil nil draws for both of them. Chelsea against Arsenal, a team that really 
Chelsea used to just dominate Arsenal, and to be yeah. honest, they still do. But ever since Conte came in at the beginning of last season, I mean that famous three 0 loss at the Emirates. Obviously, that game did start the three four three that sent Chelsea to the title. But they lost in the FA Cup final, which was probably the most disappointing loss of the season, the worst moment of the season for me as a fan, without a doubt. They lost in the FA Community Shield, which doesn't mean a ton, but that was also a very disappointing game considering how Chelsea had that game in hand and pretty much just gave it away. That is not something that the old Chelsea under Mourinho would do. The old Chelsea under Mourinho would do a lot of things, but Mourinho used to crush Arsene Wenger. Arsene Wenger would crumble in his presence, and now it feels like Arsenal is becoming what... Arsenal's becoming to Chelsea what Chelsea used to be to Arsenal, like a, a, a sort of a bogey club on the schedule. Yeah. We, Chelsea are really starting to have a tough time with them. I, yeah. I, I, I just want to say this. Um, you know, at least, you know, Conte doesn't blame his training staff like Mourinho did and make really ridiculous excuses. Oh, I'd rather have Conte yeah. in a heartbeat, but, but I'm just saying this is one of the changes. I'm going to be honest with you. I just think it's it's one of those blips. On the schedule, okay. I, I really don't look much into it. So, Christian, yeah, I think, I think, I mean, you get one result like the FA Cup final, and it just kind of gets in your head. Yeah, like it that happened, and that sometimes. was such a, that was such a bad that that game was such an antithesis for that entire season. I mean, I, I don't even want to go into what I talked about it at, at length before. I don't want to bring those bad memories back up. But before we go, Christian, your thoughts on this uh, nil-nil draw between Swansea and Spurs? It, it was just, it was just a little bit of they were they were tired. It was a long right. week. They had a game against Everton, the midweek against Dortmund, who are a high-energy team. So it was tired. They dominated. They were tired. They dominated possession and shots. They just didn't get one in. They should have won. They didn't. Wembley was, curse real or no? No, because they. I mean, they thrashed Dortmund at home midweek. That's the difference between the Champions League and the BPL. Though. I'll take Champions League over BPL. Fair enough, boys. Thanks a lot for coming on. Mir, a little bit tardy today, but we always love having you on. FEVFC. We'll see you next week.